I can't introduce it. My cat's doing a shit in the background. <laughs> I could hear it as well. <laughs> he's he's doing a very good job of tidying up his litter tray. I could hear the little like the scraping. <laughs> you did really well not to break. That was professionalism right there. <laughs> oh mate, I deal with poo all day long. What do you think? I got a toddler and a dog. <laughs> I was picking poo up in the garden today, and then and I keep having to tip Drew's t- turds down the loo as well. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to start. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Burley. Your bears and a teat. <laughs> teat. I'm keeping the vibrato. I'm going to really stick with that. I'm loving the acapella. <laughs> <laughs> so loosen are... me up. Surprise, surprise. We were talking about poo like 0.1 seconds before. Uh... You said, we're going live. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't even introduced it yet. I'm not finished laughing from that last joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's a running gag, actually, isn't it? Of me just starting a podcast before any of you being ready. You just just start talking to me. Make me get, get me all like in hysterics and go, and three, two, one, go. And it's like, I'm not ready. (laughs) This is the kind of professional outlet that we're running here. Um, so, generally trying to trip me up here but anyway (laughs) we are back for episode 3 of Burley and the Teat where we discuss life what we like about life um, our lives spent pooing basically life just all the different aspects of it that matter Um, hashtag life hashtag life right so Burley let's check in hashtag life right now I know you have been playing a little game that I love which is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I've just completed it, actually. I finished that a couple of weeks ago. How are you finding those first few hours? First 50 minutes. Oh. I've got a tip to... <laughs> Let's just get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> I can do things in very small segments. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, uh, Gemma went up about half nine, and I thought, oh, I've got a window. Uh, do I watch something or do I play something? And I went with the... Um, well, I started... No, tell a lie. I started downloading it the night before. I had another like half an hour. So I thought, I'll find a game that I want to play. And I was looking around on the old um, PlayStation store for a bit of inspiration. I was like, oh, I'm, obviously, we're playing a bit of the Warzone together at the minute, aren't we? Yes. That's not, that's, but that's a different sort of get up. It's not really something you can play when you get a bit of alone time. Yeah, um, you're so looking for a story-driven kind of thing, right? Yeah, something story. Yeah, so exactly that. Something with a bit of story, something I can get behind and get invested with. Looking at some of the retro stuff again, like going off the back of what we were talking about the other week, thinking there's some retro stuff that you can get for like three, four quid online. Yeah, there's um, so many F- of those games that are so like cheaply priced. Yeah, so there's like, uh, uh, but I was I was in the mood because uh, again, following the sort of I want to play something Star Warsy just because. Mm. Don't know. I'm in that place at the minute. May the fourth the other day, you know, got me all inspired. <laughs> um, and but I was also looking at things like the, we talk about Red Faction every week. You can get that for like four ninety nine. Oh, Red, what a steal for that game! And I was tempted, but I thought, oh, I'll smash that too quickly. I want something a bit more up to date. And I was looking at uh, Assassin's Creed because obviously the new Assassin's Creed uh, trailer came out for what Valhalla. That's going to come out. That's right. Late. Uh, but I thought uh, I'll play the last one the odyssey that's the one yeah yeah odyssey uh but because obviously uh they've released valhalla everyone's gone off and wanted to buy odyssey and they put the price up from like 19.99 to like 55 quid i'm gutted because it was in the sale for like three weeks in april and in fact i think i think all of the assassin's creed games because there's a collection there's the Ezio collection which is two brotherhood and revelations for like 15 quid yeah, I was literally looking at them the other week thinking, oh, 20 quid's not bad, is Same. it? I might get that. 
But then I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll put that on the back burner. I'll come back to it. Gone back to it yet? What two days ago? Fifty gone up thirty-five quid, and I yeah. thought I don't really want to spend fifty-five quid on it. I was gutted because uh, I was ready to jump into that, and I think I'll now yeah. wait. I've got my birthday at the end of the month, so I might stick that on a wish list. You know, I, I, I think <laughs> <You> twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, does Santa come in May? Um, what's the what's your budget? Because I, I, this is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> two two sweets and a Kit Kat. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, I have a real hankering for that series, and I think that's inevitably something I'm going to pick up once it drops back into a sale. Yeah, I, I just I just didn't want to. I very rarely buy games when they first come out because sometimes fifty. That's I say. Games are going up in price as the years go on. Those like they've gone from like averaging forty quid to about fifty odd quid now, aren't they? Mm. When they come out, I just think that's a bit much considering. If I was going to put the hours in, you wouldn't mind it because it is good value. But when you're something you're going to tinker and might not even finish, 55 quid, nah, I'm not going to do it. But um, I saw the Jedi Fallen Order come down a bit. And this was something I wanted to get when it came out last year, but never got round to it. And I thought, ah, it's, in, it's only like 30 quid. So I thought I'd get it. So And I played it for about 50 minutes last night. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm liking it. It's got quite a slick little gameplay on yeah. there. Yeah, the the story gets uh, really good. By the way, they weave in some Star Wars lore, but also find ways to kind of carve their own path with it. It's it's not beholden necessarily to the characters and movies you would know, which I like. I like that they're kind of doing something. Yeah, they do original. their own thing. Do yeah. their own thing with it. But like you say, like I quite like the um, the opening, like where you're on the scrap planet and you're sort of going through the Venator broken up venator yes and then you get some like landscapes of all the ships being broken up and like quite cool little sceneries and things like that and i thought oh visually it's quite an attractive looking game and then uh the gameplay is quite nice you, you can make yourself look quite professional by bashing just a couple of buttons <laughs> but at the same time it's quite difficult to mu- i think it would take a good five or six hours for me to master this i was a moron because i put the difficulty up to i think jedi knight i went up to hard mode see that's that's i never do that when i play a story (laughs) game i never go in too hard because sometimes you ruin it (laughs) yeah i wanted the challenge and i realized pretty quickly i did complete the game on that difficulty setting but i realized very quickly how punishing especially some of the boss fights are in that game because it's very it's got a souls like like dark souls like combat where you're almost you know it's all about strafing and timing your attacks timing your blocks yeah you also... i found that with a there's a mini boss fight at the beginning isn't there and i found that there was a lot of like dodge and then block counter yeah like, it isn't just like a run in there slash slash and then try and get away and then slash it's not one of them not ones, at it all it's and I also i quickly learned that and also your health doesn't regenerate so it's like oh your health gets yeah it's, down, it's you know? pu- and if you go and do the thing where you meditate and get your health back enemies will respawn as well so there's that element too but as you go through the game you're unlocking new abilities that definitely make combat more it gives you more options in combat but it also means you end up fighting tougher enemies yeah but there's so many like oh like figuring out the controls and i found i was getting my l l1s r1s inverted the wrong way around and i was like <laughs> why is that why am i blocking oh, i'm pushing the wrong <laughs> why I'm am pushing... i just waving at that Sith Lord? i'm pushing the wrong button and, this, <laughs> and i think oh maybe i should have gone into like a training mode to uh to, to hash this out a bit more but i think it just comes with i was playing it late at night and i was uh, again it's the only time i ever get to play games at the minute is like quite late and it's the concentration's sort of wavering is that <laughs> is it yeah reaction to take a hit is that because yeah. drew has finally passed out uh yeah well yeah you gotta get the little one to bed and then have some dinner and that and then 
assuming if Gemma wants to go up a bit earlier and you know have a bath and watch something in the bedroom for a bit that she knows I won't watch then she might go up about nine-ish half nine or you know and then that's kind of like my window of a like I get the living room if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) that's where you got your chance and it's usually from about half nine ten o'clock at night and by which point not that every day I get up really early but then this morning I was down at quarter past six Drew came in quarter past six this morning and then that was it all day so yeah sometimes you're just way too tired (laughs) is is bedtime still a ordeal just to get her to shut down uh I can't (laughs) comment I did it again didn't I (laughs) we've been over this Phil (laughs) fill that noise with thoughts not dead air it wasn't (laughs) It wasn't said. Now, this is just going to say it wasn't a fluke last week when I did this because I genuinely do this. I do this at work as well sometimes. Oh, it's no. a genuine, like, my brain has a stool. <laughs> it's like you can't be, re- it's like you need to be control or deleted. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's off again. Re- re- power cycle. Power cycle Burley. He's stuck. Uh, at the minute, no, because to be honest with you, uh, Drew is not bothered by me at bedtime. She doesn't even want me in the room. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm surplus. I'm surplus to requirements. She wants. She wants Gemma at the minute, so she's going through a I want mummy at bedtime phase. Okay, so I'm kind of just not bothered by you right now. I'm kind of just lingering in the background for support in case she gets difficult. <laughs> just, <laughs> nice. just there. I'm in the corner, so that when I see Gemma have a little, uh, uh, what where's my life going? I can sort of intercept <laughs> for a few minutes. And then um, I'm quickly, where's I quickly then go, oh, where's my life going? Oh, I can't do this. And then she, so it's like a bit of a tag team. But towards the end, I'm usually just like, daddy, go now. <laughs> okay, right. It's, it's, go. You daddy, know where go. you stand immediately just, because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's had me all day and she's like, you go away. Just go away. <laughs> and then I'm gone. And then Gemma has to sit on the top of the stairs for like 10 to 15 minutes while she falls asleep. <laughs> um God. But that, yeah, so some days it's not so bad. Any time between like quarter to seven, half seven. But she's going, sometimes she wakes up again and comes down at like nine. And it's like, what? Like the other week we were both, I think I was playing with uh, a bit of Warzone with you guys. And Gemma was just on her laptop on the sofa. And we didn't hear her just come off down the stairs. And she just burst in. She like kicked the door in. And she runs in like, mommy, daddy, <laughs> right in the middle of us. Just We're like, what the <laughs> <laughs> Just this just, Tasmanian devil just approaching. What's going on? Like, just this is about quarter to 11 on a Friday. And we're just like, this is weird. Uh, and then uh, because obviously I was playing with you guys, uh, Gemma had to put her back to bed. So I was like, yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, it varies. Anyway, Gemma, yeah. I'd love to help, but currently I'm parachuting <laughs> into. I am in the middle of it. I can't pause this because pause it's, it. uh, it's live. I can't yeah. pause it. Playing with the guys. Here's the equivalent with my two because they're that bit older. When they've run out of screen time, <laughs> they're allotted screen time for the day. You get to go, uh, go to bed, <laughs> and then they go, all right, <laughs> because they know the sooner they do that, the sooner they can then wake up in the morning, and it all starts, it starts- again. Resets at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do our first normal segment. We've got a brand new segment this week as well to follow this, but we're going to start with, of course, what has been and always will be known as Twinge Me Nethers. 
Yar! Twinge my nethers. Burley, I'm going to dive straight in. I'm not even going to wait right now. Let me tell you what's twinging my nethers right now. What's twinging Please. my nethers right now is the renewed possibility of a Mass Effect trilogy HD oh, remaster. I, just... I... What? Yeah! I sent you that uh, that link early, like what three hours ago. Yep, you yeah. t- you twinged my nethers. I didn't I know what it. I was going to do until that. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> you are <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> I did. I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it. <laughs> no, no, because I've been I've been so a so satisfied with playing that in its original form, but also because I'd yeah. recently just finished number two again. I played Mass Effect two all the way through as a, a female shepherd because I wanted to jump into three with that with those different choices that I made. I, I managed to... I had different characters survive and die this time, which was really cool. I know that will massively affect the story in the third one. And I was just really kind of gearing up to maybe install the third one because it's on backwards compatibility on Xbox. So I have my original disc still. And you can just yeah. plop it into Xbox One and, and it's there. But then suddenly the possibility of an HD version has arrived still, once again. Um, it. And you think, wait for the... Wait for that. Wait for the best version because I think that... I, I still think the game has aged well. The gameplay is fun. The graphics are great. But I know what it could look like if it was given an injection of modern technology. So with EA's E3, well, not E3, but their replacement to what they would have done during E3 week in June, their EA Play thing or something, I think it's called. It's an all-digital event, as all companies are doing right now. They're doing all-digital stuff. There is a very real possibility that we could see that remaster announced uh, in the first couple of weeks of June. I'll be down with that uh definitely i think that's that, that is a uh franchise that is well deserving of a reboot it's all about the reboots at the minute though isn't it mm. is it is it as good as some of these games are and it's good to see them get the refresh it's the same with movies as well a lot of re- it's all reboots is this just people be- it's just like the in- industry's being a bit lazy because I can't, the, I can't go option, to work right? on a Monday and go, I'm just going to do a reboot of what I did <laughs> on the Monday, February, 2000, February 2016. I'm just going to reboot that day. Yeah, that doesn't work and... for directing either. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm writing a show, I can't just go, man, let's just do this one again. We did it last year. Yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Better graphics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With three more I'm actors. Gonna, I'm going to give you the same thing I did last Monday, but with just a little bit more enthusiasm. <laughs> with it's... a new font. <laughs> You know, it doesn't doesn't work, right? Just resend the same email over and over again, but in different colours. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we can't get away with that, can we? But uh, yeah, but the p- thing is, people want to go see them and watch the films and play the games. It's you know they're going to do it, aren't there's they? A, there's a power to nostalgia, I think, and especially if you can wrap that nostalgia in a fresh coat of paint. In the gaming industry, that's where that's most prevalent. So. I suppose it's also a way for those old franchises to find a new audience. And I think for a lot of these companies, they're using the HD remasters to maybe test the water a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I was just playing devil's advocate to a point mm. there that uh, it's all good to get excited about um, sort of these reboots and stuff. But uh, at the same time, you do think like, Ash, could you give us something new? <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing just, excites as, me more this than was seeing... a great, like, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, brilliant games. Andromeda, what meh, what was that? But I played that and I still found it okay. But it, had I played that first, that would have put me off the other three. Right. Like, why can't they just make those, not necessarily those games again, but just same, like, Mass Effect 4, but 
as good as one, two, three. Yeah, that same structure, right? Where there's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. There's not the excessive vehicle segments. There's not characters you secretly hate. You know, there's it's a, it's a well written game with gameplay to match. That's yeah, what that series same, is. Just take just take another great story and just do the same thing again. And it's, then you'd be like, rather than re like, sometimes you feel like we're not going to ruin it because it is the same game. But yeah, I get why. Yeah, bring a new audience to it. Well, two thousand and seven. Right. What's the first one was it two thousand seven. I'm going to do a quick fact check for you on that live on the podcast. I do a fact check because... Um, so Mass Effect 1, right? Yeah. I think it was like 2007. You know what? Let's find out. You were spot on. 2007. Yep. Yeah. Because I think the, then the third one came out, I think it was 2012. God, dude, yeah, you are you on Google right now? Uh, no, yeah, so, no, so this Mass is, Effect, this is, Mass, Effect just... Mass Effect one was two thousand seven, number two was two thousand ten, and yeah. then uh, number three was twenty twelve. So they're quite old. The first one was quite. I remember what read like this is how old it is. I remember reading about it in a magazine. That's you know when you used to get information from magazines rather yes. than internet. going back like 30, 15 years ago, like um, nuts. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you'd read about. A think, game announced at E3 in a magazine a month later, and yeah, that will be the I reveal. I think that's how I found out about Game of Thrones. They're like, "Oh, Sean Bean's going to star in this new HBO show. It looks really good." I <laughs> think that was a nuts magazine or something. <laughs> of course, you bought nuts. Uh, yeah, you know, back in the day, it all, if you, you weren't a bloke, if you didn't, were you? You know, Red Bull and a nuts down Jesus the down, down if, that, the if that's the metric for being a man, then I quit <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God it isn't anymore. Oh, but. Jesus, um, yeah. Yeah, that's how I. That's I think I remember reading about this uh, Mass Effect and what that, and thinking, oh, this looks really cool, uh, and then seeing it on like early days YouTube or something, mm. and then buying it on Xbox 360. That'd be it, yeah. Uh, and thinking it was a bit weird at first, but then for whatever reason, just getting hooked. And I think I played it like three times, like back to back almost. Oh, it's, a, it's a great game, and I think that's why it's so exciting to see it potentially. <clears throat> excuse me it's it's so exciting to see it potentially return because that whole world i just want to play in that sandbox again that's what's so exciting um but also I, I, to speak to your point about remasters i i hear you on that because sometimes it can be a bit eye rolling oh god another another hd pack another re, another revisit to a game we've already seen because at the same time as i might have these fond memories for a particular series and hope it gets revisited i also nothing excites me more than seeing a cool new trailer for a brand new ip that's never been seen before and i go whoa that's gonna potentially become this new hotness for me so there is a balance i think but there's that balance is skewing towards remasters right now that's happening a lot and not just in gaming it's happening a lot in the film industry as well yeah, it's, it's, it's that, it, like I say, it's that nostalgia bit, that the, the retro, isn't it? People, it's that gener- uh, generation remembering, it's got, you've got to track your generation, haven't you? Like, what was yeah. nostalgic for us back there in the early noughties? Let's remake it, because these people have got the money now type thing. And it's Right, like, and, and this audience doesn't know what that is. This young audience has never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of think, yeah, that's kind of good, but just re-release it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't quite see the need for all of these uh these reboots of of stuff that they've already done um i feel like they could just make something new um and, and it, uh, are they taken away from new content when they do all these um reboots i suppose that's the thing i mentioned before though is that if 
look at like the Crash Trilogy remaster, you know, the Crash Bandicoot pack that came out. They that sold incredibly well, and I know I'm fairly confident in saying that the rumored new Crash Bandicoot game is happening because that remaster sold so well. I think they do use these as a metric for success to see whether it's worth investing in a new title. Because if they're going to leverage an old IP and an old name that ha- comes with its certain expectations, and if people don't care about it, why spend all this money on a brand new project if it's going to fall flat? So True, true. Um, yeah, well, I suppose we talk about it all the time, don't we, where we talk about all this stuff that we used to play. Yeah. Uh, and it's just an excuse to play it again because it just makes it more um, accessible. Because yes. like I say, if there's something that came out on a PlayStation 1, you have to, if you want to play that again, you have to buy a PlayStation One, right? <laughs> specifically, or a PlayStation Two, or you have to buy the old consoles. And people aren't always going to do that, are they? They've no. got the latest console, and, and it is about. I think the accessibility of old titles is a big is a key factor in that because something like what Xbox have done with their backwards compatibility, they've got an amazing support for older Xbox games that if you wanted to revisit, chances are it's probably available on the digital store on Xbox One. Whereas you look at something like PlayStation, you have select ps1 and ps2 games but ps3 nowhere to be found and there are some gems in there i'd love to be able to go back and play some ps3 games but my ps3 is bricked it's got the yellow light of death so i can't <laughs> i can't play this huge collection so it i think there's definitely a, a legacy element to a lot of this stuff where it's it's a new way to deliver it to people on their current hardware yeah do you know what's really frustrating about it though is it just adds to the catalog of of what is available to you to play that you're never going to get the time to play boost the ba- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah boost the backlog right it's a it it's only like, makes it you'd deeper. like to think that quarantine like in a, in a reality this time is perfect to play catch up on all these things but uh you know the average person doesn't really have the time to play no, exactly. and i don't think i'd want to as well like play it all. but it just goes to show that like when i hit retirement uh, you know, I'm just going to spend 30 years playing games. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be right there with you, dude, in the home. Be, <laughs> I'll be right there, I'll man. I'll be like, I'm going to be playing the Mass Effect trilogy again when I'm 67. <laughs> oh, God. 30 <laughs> be like, years. This, this has been on the back burner for the last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I better crack out the old PS4. <laughs> oh, my eyes are gone. I can't see it. Oh. <laughs> well, by that point, I'm hoping that the holodeck will be real and we could just be in it. <laughs> right. We'll just be, we'll just retire to virtual reality chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like all the humans in Wally, in Pixar's Wally, just be, we just become that. Just Say that again. Say that. Wally. <laughs> are you saying it right? Wally. Yeah, it's not Wally. Wa- as, Wally. It's not. Yeah, Wally. Wally. Sound American when you do that. Wally. It's, <laughs> it's, my it's, it's, it's just say Wally as in. It's not Wally. Wally. It's Wally. not Wally. He's a Wally. He's a bit of a Wally, isn't he? No, it's not Wally. It's Wally. What I. You don't say it. <laughs> said it. <laughs> you don't. No. I, ha- I have this I huge. I can't pro- not unhear the way you say it. No, but you don't. No. <laughs> no, but it's you like, don't. <laughs> you've just got an American JT. Right. Wally. But, okay, hang Yeah, but you don't. I... It's not called Wally. Yeah. It's Wally. <laughs> it's not Wally. People call it W A, like W A L L Y, Wally, as in you're a Wally. It's not yeah. pronounced Wally. It's Wally. <laughs> It is. <laughs> you say it like he says it, like a robot. Yeah, because that's how you. Well, okay, so Wally. I can't say it without an accent. I have like a speech impediment Wally. now. Wally. Through the nose. <laughs> yeah, but you sound, you sound like you're a tape that's running on half speed. <laughs> Before this devolves into an accent war, Burley, what's, what's twinging your nethers right now? 
Right. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, this is a random one for you. This is. I'm going to take this outside the, the ballpark a little bit. I'm, I'm going down uh, the F and B route. That's food and beverage for those not in the know. Yeah. Um, and something that's I've, I've got into in the last few weeks is something I've always wanted to 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 to, to try. I'm building this up a little bit here. Something I've always wanted to try, but. Uh, they, I've never got around for whatever reason. I've dismissed it on a daily basis. I've gone. I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm too busy. But have you ever had peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and jam? <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with that at all. <laughs> I built it up and then took it down. That was a I? really weird apex to that, yeah, to yeah, that yeah, build yeah. up. Um, so I don't think so. No. Never. So I, I've always thought this is because it always comes up in like American TV shows and whatever, like, like PB and J, whatever. And I've been like, I wonder what that's like. I'll try it one day, and then never, never do it because it, it, it just isn't something that we do, I suppose, in this country. Is it? It's not something that is at the top of the list when you're thinking about what shall I have? <laughs> I know peanut butter <laughs> and jam. I think it's quite an Americanized thing. It's a very American thing, but, you know, sometimes the Americans get it right with certain things. And, uh, you know, I thought, I'm not against this. You, know, you can't knock it until you try it. So the other morning, I'm, Gemma bought the thick white bread in the shop, and uh, she got the nice, smooth peanut butter, and there was a bit of j- j- jam. I can't call it jelly because it's just re- retarded. Um, jam <laughs> in, the, um, in the fridge. <laughs> you can't say jelly. <laughs> You just think of wobbly jelly, don't you? No, I, uh, no, I, I actually, when you say it like that, I think of Wally. <laughs> Stop sabotaging me. Sorry. Gosh. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, I did it. So I did peanut, nice, nice, generous helpings of it on two, two bits of toast, and it was delightful. It was really nice, and I've had it a few times since. <laughs> now <laughs> I've run it... out of, now I've run out of jam. <laughs> <laughs> That is what a anticlimactic end to that as well. <laughs> I've run out of it. I like it, uh, but I've gone. got none. <laughs> it's gone. And then I tried it on um, French toast as well. <laughs> is, this, yeah, I'm... is this happening? This conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's twin. It was twin. I got a, a thing for it now. So I made some French toast the other day, and whenever I make French toast, I always have Canadian maple syrup on it because that's the that's the law. That's <laughs> what course, you have. Of course you do. But then I was like, I've run out of maple syrup. <laughs> and then I had. <laughs> so do you have so you have like a plate at this point right you're just you're looking at an empty plate oh no no the cupboards are just sort of deteriorating in random orders um because i'm just suddenly just focusing on one condiment and eating it <laughs> <laughs> and then so i was like oh i have it with my french toast and uh yeah, it was really nice as well and <laughs> then I, then when i did have the maple syrup i made it again i went no i'm not gonna have any maple syrup i'm going back to the pb and pb and j of course yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i'm just waiting for the jam to arrive. i love jam arrived today yesterday actually so i do have jam i might have some in the morning there's nobody listening anymore no i've just gone on a really random one but it is really nice <laughs> <laughs> this has got to have the... can we please just right now live can we come up with a a food segment for this podcast please <laughs> yeah de- i'll definitely i'm a foodie uh... i'm a big food I love it. I'll be I, like a, I'll be a official food, um, like connoisseur. So I think I've got it. I think I know what the segment should be called, and I think I've got the jingle as well. I've just I'm doing this live. Uh, <laughs> it, it should be, it should be called. Food. Be- <laughs> 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 
That's so much better than mine. So I was okay. So I was gonna call. I was gonna call it Belly Rumble, right? And the jingle is just ooh, washing me belly. That's that was more in line with the brand. Okay, yeah, I feel like that was. It fits the. It does fit the arc of our jingles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so like that one. So if we're yeah, going to introduce it, it'd be like, oh, uh, now time for our food segment, Belly Rumble. And I would go, oh, washing my belly. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do the first bit? So we split it. So you do the first bit. So we'll try it. Uh, and now time for our new segment, Belly Rumble. What am I doing? <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Oh, go on. <laughs> you what am do, I doing? You do that. Oh, 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 oh. oh you okay. Do that. Right, okay. Okay, got you. You just did it as well. You did it. I like, know. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm God. all dis- you got me all you got me all hyped up and disorientated, man. Okay. Right, you got just it. overexposed. You're thinking about yeah, peanut yeah, butter yeah. and jelly. Okay, <laughs> let's try again. Um, so this <laughs> take three. This is our brand new segment. Um, uh, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> belly rumble. Belly rumble. I've got it. Belly rumble. Get okay. the time. Here we go. Get here we go. Time. Here we go. Take four. They say the fourth <laughs> time's the charm. Okay. <laughs> Make myself laugh. Okay, here we go. And now introducing our new segment, Belly Rumble. <laughs> oh, what's in my belly? <laughs> I had Peanut to... butter and jelly. I, that's it. I, well, is there though? Because you've run out. I had to. I had to cut you off because your your noise went on forever. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just got a bit carried away. I just realised it, generally... like, <laughs> it was like five seconds of just people listening to you going. <laughs> That's what they want. Give them what they want. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I've just heard. So um, that's exciting. Well, now, you know what? Let's, Burley, let's keep this momentum going, this utter drivel that we're indulging in right now, because we came up with an idea really late at the end of our last podcast for a Q&A segment where people in our lives could ask us questions about anything and we would have to answer them no matter what the question that was. genuinely gets a bit dangerous, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I had a message from Jen. Shout out to Jen. Who said, you... <laughs> this is dangerous territory. Like, you are you are opening yourself up right now. Well, me a... specifically. <laughs> but, no, yeah, no, both of us. I think we're just both of us. This is a dangerous concept. But it's one we're going to embrace. We're here. And it's in our brand new segment called Open Book. Open no, Book. No, you... <laughs> didn't do my bit. <laughs> I've got to do squeaky. I've got to do the squeaky bit. <laughs> take two. Take two. Okay. Take two. Take two. Go on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Will any of this make it to air? Will any of this? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because you took too long. I took forever. You took forever. You okay. took forever. I, no, yeah. no. Play it back. Play it back. <laughs> because and I'm going to... I'm ready. No. I'm ready. No, I'm not. You play, you play it back because I went, our brand new segment open book and then without me even taking an in-breath you went no, open book <laughs> went for the jugular oh, okay here we go okay. so uh it's time for our brand new segment open book oh, squeaky open book so this is nailed it by the way yeah this is where we're going to take questions from our audience our huge audience listening mm. and we have to answer some of these are specific to me and some of them have been addressed to the both of us. I thought I'd kick off with one, because it was the first one. Shout out to my friend Caleb from university, from Goldsmith University. 
He is. You were, you were both trees together, yeah? Probably at some yeah. point, yeah, definitely. I, I, I know we've both played elements at one point. Like you I'm were pre- both elements, and you both had to look to a pigeon for inspiration. <laughs> I was asked once to be liquid gold solidifying in a blizzard. That was one of my briefs. And uh, you mean you couldn't do that? I no, quite the opposite. I I did a very good job, and uh, <laughs> I got a really good grade for basically getting on the floor and moving a bit slowly, and then stopping as the gold solidified. Like that, I got like a oh, I tell you what, the grade I got, I've never had a grade like it. I was so on the borderline for marks because they just couldn't decide how good I was. I got a B plus plus slash A minus minus. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. I would literally be offended. I'd be like, how can you not be an A plus at being that? Like, it's all. I was living. I was like, just give me the A. Give me the A. Just come on. It's either an A or what? What am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, no. That that question is is applicable regardless of the grade. What am I doing here? This is utter (laughs) s. So, my good friend Caleb popped in. He was on my course, my drama and theatre arts course, and he asks, do you remember all the times we performed together with underlying homoeroticism? I can only imagine what that was like First acting of all, with you. <laughs> of course. First of all, let me frame this with some context. Caleb is a beautiful man. I love him. And he and I had to play two characters and we had to kiss on stage. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Of course we did. Um I think so I was playing like a like an awkward priest, like a <laughs> priest who was like sexually repressed. You were playing awkward. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, surprise surprise. <laughs> um it was a huge stretch. Um I see I think uh, that it would have been a stretch for me then. I think now I don't care. <laughs> now I'm like it's everything's fine. You'd be like I've got this. I've got this. Please all the <laughs> hold men. My beer. But yeah, yeah. No, hold, sorry. Hold my recorder leg. <laughs> <laughs> put that fruit on top. But put that that's really drink on hold. Yeah, I don't put that Stella away. Um but the yeah, I back then I I I think that actually <laughs> helped me <laughs> help me relax a bit because I was I was wound so tight as a kid. I was such an awkward teenager because i was so serious i had no sense of humor i couldn't laugh at myself whereas by the time i got to university and then now into my adult life it i think it's i found it to be the the most important virtue that i hold is that i'm able to not take myself seriously and i'm able to make fun of myself but also at the same time be able to be open to funny shit and, and be able to laugh because i, was, I think that is the key to life really isn't yeah, it yeah it's also it's the metric which i have for friendships for relationships i think it's so important that you're able to have laughter and not be precious you know that i love the the ricky gervais quote which is um you know he's always he's often asked is there something you shouldn't joke about and his response is no there isn't you should be able to joke about anything it depends on what the joke is because if it's just being mean if it's just saying like ah, this person's a that there's no punchline that's just insulting right that's not comedy so that i learned a lot from doing that from being at university and doing that and uh and also uh, kissing a stubbly man he very did you you get a semi i (laughs) no but let's (laughs) let's save that talk for another question um so uh, also asked by caleb he he is a very i i was able to sprout about two beard hairs at this point in my life so and he was a very you've managed to double it since then oh i've i'm full i'm a full beard my face is a beard now which is great 
good. Uh, I'm very proud of it. I, I've, have, I've, you, have you let, got any closer to the head shaving? Uh, I'm not closer to the head shaving, but I'm definitely closer to the heated beard comb. Mm. That's that is an investment. I I might even put that on my birthday wish list. <laughs> it's only like twenty quid. Twenty Boom. quid. 20 quid, get it done. So uh, the answer to Caleb, you, the answer to your question, Caleb, is absolutely, I remember it. I remember you were very gentle. And um, I remember you being very stubbly too. And I also remember it because uh, I remember you not smoking all day and eating gum to make sure you had nice breath for me. I remember that. <laughs> I remember oh, that's that. really considerate. It was so considerate. And I, I, I mean, was... he was laying down track hours in preparation for that <laughs> really, i mean that, that is some commitment that took actual thought right yeah that was that genuine was planning. that was genuine thought and nice feelings so caleb thank you for that i i thank you publicly for this um but i've got another question for you it's uh, actually yeah this is good for the both of us actually this question yeah i've got a i've got a question for the both of us um my uh old school friend aiden uh, who I went to primary school with before we moved to America, asks oh, yeah. us both. Going, going um, way back, way back. way back, yeah. Lovely dude. And a shout out to him, by the way, who gave me a copy of Pilot Wings on the N64 as a leaving present because mm. you can't play UK games on, a, on an American Nintendo 64. So he gave me his copy of Pilot Wings that I still have today that still works. And I thank you for it because you're a legend. It was such a nice present. Um, he, wow, that is the fact that you've kept it all these years as well. Yeah, man, you've got it. Yeah, it was, I, don't, I don't think I own anything from then. <laughs> I'm a, I all. throw everything away. Yeah, um, I don't know whether that speaks to me being a hoarder, but um, so uh, Aiden, Aiden asks, <laughs> no, it's just, I just thought it was such a lovely, lovely thing, lovely thing to hold on to, and I'm, I like my retro gaming, so I've, uh, I've kept it safe. Uh, Aiden asks us both, what is our favourite game that we've never beaten? So actually, a genuinely really good question, isn't it? Mm. That is a. Do you want? Shall I go first? Yeah, go for it. I've got, I've got a couple, I think. So the most one that that sprung to mind most immediately that I really enjoyed was um, I can't remember if it was the first or the second um, Force Unleashed. Oh, cool! I can't. I remember it must have been the, the second one, but I couldn't beat. The, fo- the final boss and I never and I never went back to it you know when you just get to a, a bit in a game and you just like you play it so much that you just can't surpass it and that's you just, can't it's figure just, it out it's beaten to you. the to the point where you go for these sort of like I'm determined and then you get and then you go through a I can't be bothered with this now it's ruined to no 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 I'm not gonna let this beat me <laughs> to to like oh no I've totally given up <laughs> and then you, you, you do that cycle so many times. And then I think I got to the point where I'd never got to before, where I'd gone through so many like downs. I went, I, I just haven't got it in me to summon me to go back to it. And I, yeah, never finished it. And I, yeah, I've generally, I've never not, there's very few games that I've never not finished. That's interesting. Because that, of that. that be... Because if I, if I don't finish a game, it's because it's not worth finishing. Cause it's like, right. what is this garbage? Yeah. Um, but that hasn't happened in recent years because I tend to be much more um, picky about the games. Right. That if, you, I, if, you're gonna, I, if you're going to jump in, it's because you know it's going to be a good time and, yeah, you, and you're gonna, ready to invest. Yeah, yeah. So I've done the re- I've done like read the reviews, seen the gameplay, umdenard more times than I should do. Then I get it, and then it's like, oh yeah. Whereas, but back in the day, it'd have been like, oh, it's a game, we're good. 
and then you play it and you'd be like, this is garbage, whatever. Um, but yeah, Force Unleashed, it was genuinely a really good game, though. That was the thing. I just couldn't beat the last bit, and I was just, I couldn't be bothered. Um, so yeah, Force Unleashed, I think it was the second one. I think it was the second one great. I couldn't finish. That's a great choice, dude. Um, so mine, uh, mine is Splinter Cell Blacklist, which I had on PC. It's the Sam Fisher stealth game. Yeah, I used and... to like them. They're good games. Great games. And I had them all, I think. I think I owned every one. Here's a quick spot test. Can I name them? Splinter <laughs> Cell, uh, Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, Double Agent, Conviction, Blacklist. Nailed it. Without even being... <laughs> Nailed it wasn't one what? of them. <laughs> Nailed it what? wasn't one of Nailed them. Nailed it. Splinter Cell. Ooh, Nailed I got it. a boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. I got a boo-boo. Ow, a paper it's a cut. splinter in my finger. <laughs> uh, that, I had that game on PC, and it was... It's, it's big title it's got its own single player campaign dedicated co-op missions competitive multiplayer it's got like a horde mode style thing and for one reason or another maybe just because my i had to run it on like you know microsoft paint settings because my graphics card was a bit <laughs> um I, I or because of that i was i feel like i was playing the co-op and the multiplayer at some point as well um i just never finished it and it's a great game it's a series actually speaking of our reboot discussion it's a series i hope gets a sequel that comes back um, maybe on the next generation of consoles. That'd be so cool to see it. I would love to be able to play that game again. And in fact, I might even add that to my backlog list so I can actually address this and go actually go back and do it. Wow, that's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> it will in 25 years. <laughs> it is, exactly, when you're retired. Oh, I can finally do it. Still got the same crappy PC, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Burley, my friend Nikki Billing, shout out to Nikki, old school friend, lovely human being she asks us both oh, if God. you could have one superpower what would it be and why and i really want to know what your answer is to this so that's actually a really interesting question because this is obviously a very it's, it's a common question that you know you, you hear a lot and i've actually thought about this in in previous like when i've heard other people ask it on the, like, the radio okay and i always Get, like, in my head I always give it some thought so and this is this is my approach to it is that I think everyone has two reasoning processes to it first one being what would look good on camera <laughs> i.e. Yeah. What, what what looks cool in a movie you know so that's where people go oh yeah um, flight you know human strength um, invisibility boring um, invisibility you could be defeated by a bag of flour <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the power and strength the power of 10 men so he could be defeated by 11 people um uh, you know that so you got that there's people so people typically go down there what looks good on camera and then there's the actually if you genuinely were going to have a, a superpower it would be actually quite a boring one i think and mine would be super intelligence that's not boring that's cool because i think that would defeat everything because if you're super intelligent you can hide yourself from all your enemies so you they won't even know them. yeah so they don't even know you're a hero if that makes sense and then you can just make a serum for whatever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you can just then become the most best the best superhero through your intelligence whether that's building a you know an iron man suit <laughs> Or so, or I don't know, or somehow managing to poison everyone that you need without being caught because you're super intelligent. That's really smart because that allow opens the door to other abilities. Yeah, 
because if you're that smart, you can literally do what achieve whatever you put your mind to, can't you? I really like that. My one, I was thinking along similar lines of like, what's boring, <laughs> and trying to avoid that. And I also wanted to have a, a power that you could combine to create other powers. That, like, you know, if someone just said, I can fly, that specifically is just flying, right? Yeah. So yeah. you got to land at some point and be defeated. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just a dude that's normal that dies. Yeah, that <laughs> flies. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, you go too high and you freeze to death. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've it's, got, I can't breathe. It's full of. Pass out, hit the ground, <laughs> turn into a thousand pieces. That. <laughs> <laughs> just turn yourself into paste. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, what I thought of, and something that I thought. I, it bit Star Wars actually, and I kind of wanted to live out that fantasy of being able to push and pull things like via telekinesis, right? Like you're able to grab stuff or push things away. And I thought that would tie into a lot of things. Like you could use the the force of that to fly with, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're pushing yourself away from the ground. Uh, you could, you'd be able to manipulate objects that are way heavier. So you wouldn't need super strength. You just use your push and pull ability to catch things and get rid of it. It just opened the door for me to other abilities. And I like that. Interesting. A three-dimensional approach. I don't think it will beat super intelligence because I will just out outclass you or whatever. I'll just defeat you in while you're learning that ability. Oh, I wonder how I well, push something. myself off the ground. I'll be like, I'll just give yourself a little extra oomph and you shoot yourself into the sun. And I right. Will. Well, that's uh, first of all, that's <laughs> completely unfair because you've got your power first. If we're going to do a fair fight, we should both have the abilities. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be intelligent instantly, and you'll be figuring out your push and pull technique. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, well, so how does this work? And then you end up ripping your own willy off or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then bleed. To Is death. that how I'm testing it? <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, what I, I wonder if I could do this without actually touching. You're a man, let's be honest, that's the way it's going to go. You're going to be like, oh, I wonder if I can wank myself off over the shorts. And then you'll just rip your willy off, and then you bleed to death. <laughs> I bleed to death? Oh, God. How did he go? Oh, I just, you know. He ripped his dick off with his push and pull ability. <laughs> I really, really he wanted for- it. He force-wanked himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know you what? Know, you know it's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's probably true. People who don't have those powers <laughs> have probably still found a way to kill themselves with that. <laughs> um, it so- just feels like there's a learning curve and some people wouldn't make it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know some people have done it just by mistake. <laughs> yeah. Is that when you push the wrong button on controller? Which force ability do I use? Oh, I've just... Yeah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, you know what? Let's keep this going. This is on the right track. Caleb also popped up at the end of our Q&A and asked after, and I'll read the full thing like as it was written. After yeah. reviewing the rules, I would like to ask you both for your most embarrassing sexual experiences. I don't have one. Does that embarrass? Really? That's boring. I gent- I'm just trying. I think like, if I had an embarrassing sexual experience, I'd remember it. Okay. Or I'd be trying to forget it. Or you've repressed it. Yeah, I've, if it's happened, I've repressed it so much that it it no longer exists in my memory. Genuinely, have no recollection unless I'm going to wake up at three a.m. now in like sweating and sitting, going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in the bum bum no. Um, <laughs> that that uh, opens up a whole mess of litigation. I yeah, think. obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I can't um I cannot satisfy that that answer that question with an answer. Uh, uh, but clearly you can. So here's please, mine. Please tell. 
Um, when we were approximately, I would I would guess around like maybe fourteen or fifteen, right? I remember going on, and actually for full disclosure for this, so you're uh, how old are you now, Burley? I'm thirty two. Thirty two. So a couple of years older than me. I'm thirty, turning thirty one in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> so I. This would have been with your brother, right? Not the sexual experience. <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> the night so out. quick to you, deny that. Yeah, no, just, be, just in case the rumours start. Sorry, Jason, you might be listening to this. Oh, f*** me. Okay, so um, uh, probably about, yeah, 14 or 15 on a night out with uh, Jason, Dale, Kane, all of those guys. Shout out to you guys. Uh, going to Watford. This was Ooh. the, you know, those like dreadful club nights for, for teens. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh, it was God. absolutely like just the whole club was just like riddled with STDs. Like it was just the most <laughs> horrible environment. There was so many people there. So they, you know, when they just used to really, there was no concern for health and safety whatsoever. They just crammed you in. You were no, just sweaty, teen, sweaty teenagers. Like, just a bunch of know. sweaty, hormonal teenagers in a hot box with no good air old, and good old days eh oh just <laughs> awful and uh and we're in there and we're on the dance floor we're dancing away we're having a great time but we're also sweating out our body weight <laughs> i think actually everyone that went in there just their puberty's activated just because it was so hot <laughs> um <laughs> so um you get the janitor at the end of the night just slurping up the sweat off the floor and just becoming 30 years younger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so we're we're, in, we're on the dance floor we're dancing away and this uh i hope she was a girl um she had this girl uh comes comes up to me and we start dancing together she's getting the grind on she's doing all the business that you would that one would do in that scenario we're dancing away and uh, and there's things happening right downstairs there's things happening Na- well naturally at that age yeah naturally at that age yeah. that, that i just can't do anything with um and uh during this moment my uh the fly on my trousers on my corduroy trousers by the way i should point out that i'm wearing at this point um the the flies on my corduroy trousers burst uh, just burst open, just it was just too <laughs> it tight. Can't take much more. Can't I can't. It just it just burst open, and uh, then you know just with access to my boxes, um, and there it was, just poking out, um, and <laughs> <laughs> not not fully exposed, but like you know like that you can now see the boxes, right? You've, it's gone through. My yeah, mum yeah. might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the night you became a man it, it's, the, it's the night i regretted being a man um so uh and it's just there and you know for, for the rest of the night i just i have to just walk around trying to somehow hide the fact that like my my trousers have blown open and exposed <laughs> myself to the world and <laughs> and then then there's the journey home right where you're sitting down and you have to try and you know when you sit that obviously is a massively exposed area. So it just the whole night was a disaster from that point on. Because you're just basically walking out with uh with your crotch out. Your yeah. exposed crotch. Yeah. That was that was pretty rough. I might so I might uh, I can I can give you an I can not I can give you another funny experience that is loosely sexual but mostly just embarrassing if you want <laughs> just to counter that. Those two things often uh, go hand in hand. Yeah. So I I was on holiday with the guys. Whoop whoop. 
um, where were we? Was it Kavos? We went to Kavos, and we went to this sort of comedy night thing. So we went on a bus from the strip to the club. Must have been about fifty minutes, an hour or something. I'm going to edit this and podcast then... so it sounds like you've said I was on a bus to the strip club. I was on the... <laughs> <laughs> there was that as well. But I was on the bus from from the the the, the, the hotel strip, whatever, to this club, and at the club it's basically all beers like just non-stop beers um so i probably drank about three pitchers of beer um quite a lot uh had a good time and then we got on the bus to go back to the strip of clubs <laughs> can't edit that and 15 minutes after drinking three pitchers of beer you need to go wee wees and the uh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, I'm bursting. But it's probably the one of the times in my life where I've never needed a pee so bad in my life. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I can't I can't hold this. I'm actually going to piss myself. Genuinely, I was like, I'm on the verge. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So I, I, I drop my – I'm on the bus, and I drop my trousers, and I find a carrier bag. Oh, no. And I, I, just, I just go, guys, just, just cover for me for a second. And I pee in the bag. And thankfully, it didn't have any holes in it because <laughs> sometimes you know you get holes yeah fill and it held <laughs> and I was just oh like, wow because yeah if that if the structural integrity of that bag failed you'd be yeah. in a world of hurt i was like if it started leaking onto the floor i'd be like and i'm busted but i managed to get away peeing and i i filled this like pretty you know pretty well and i was I literally i no no sooner had i stopped giving it a little shake to go like oh and all the relief just of Oh my god, I'm so good. The but the, the 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 obviously I wasn't the only one that needed a wee, and they pull the bus on the side of the road and let everyone out to have a wee. <laughs> and oh, no. just so you you're you're one Tesco of the only bag. people that doesn't go off the bus. You just got yeah. a pee bag. With so you. Everyone, and I'm just holding onto this bag of wee. So <laughs> you know, most people would be well ashamed, wouldn't they? <laughs> Not me, because I've had lots of pictures of beer. Sure, <laughs> so I just yeah. run out of the bus holding onto the bag of wee swinging it and then i just launch it into the bushes um <laughs> and then i have another way <laughs> no way um, what are you peeing yeah, at that I'm, point i'm Air. like oh, i might as well just make sure there's nothing left and uh yeah i have another wee so whack out the old todger and <laughs> um uh yeah have a wee and then get back on the bus and then yeah carry on with my night that Went is into the hour earlier so yeah that was my one that's, that's amazing not really yeah so if you, if I suppose it's sexual if people get turned on by wee wees. Sure, yeah, it depends which, on the fetish, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which which definitely isn't me. No. I no. Let's, let's just put a pin <laughs> in that rumour immediately. Um <laughs> The next question comes in from one of my students, actually, uh, a lovely human being called Amelia, who is uh one of uh, she's at uh, university right now in her third and final year. And she Not asks, learning to be gold or um, solidifying gold or a pigeon or anything like that. No, no, no thankfully not. No. Uh, she asks, "Why do I love killing children so much in my shows?" <laughs> and this question needs context because I often tend to write quite dark material for productions, and the often 
there's quite a few twists and turns and i i so enjoy my young actors experiencing that for context i'm not working with seven-year-olds and murdering them in the scripts these are mostly you know 16 plus actors oh that's that's perfectly acceptable perfectly fine yeah sure but i think it's so it it from my perspective is it, it these young actors who are already doing drama at school but maybe the stuff they're doing is quite safe and quite twee I think if they're going to choose to do acting outside of school and want a different perspective, they want to be given material that's really exciting. And, and maybe sometimes that also means it going a bit darker. Seeing them respond to the twists and turns of my writing is always one of the greatest pleasures of mine. And so exciting too to see what they do with my words, because I know that what they'll end up doing on stage will be better than how I imagined it when I wrote it. They always make it better and I'm, I'm happy to be surprised. So while I don't love killing children in play specifically, I think it's so important that they are given material that is surprising and different and also maybe pushes the boundary a little bit because I, I've had kids in workshops ask me, please, can I die in the next show? Because they get to do dying acting, which is fun. It's fun, isn't it? It's like, it's like a fly being sprayed with poison and you're like trying to take all the stuff off the mantelpiece and be like, Whoa! it is fun, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, if I were to act per se, you know, you know, not not that I've done it since year ten GCSE or something. <laughs> uh, you you want to play the villain, don't you? The villain's the best one to play. Yes, or or, the, or know, I'd want to be the like the henchman of the villain who dies, <laughs> right? Yeah, you want you want to be the either the villain or the comic relief. Uh, in my opinion, that's <laughs> that, those are the ones. Yeah. you never want. To, yeah, you want to be the one that gets either gets the laughs or gets the booze. They get that's... the they get the coolest lines as well. Those two characters. Yeah, that's that's who I'd want to be one of them ones. Or if you can roll them in together, you're comic, but you're the villain. Do you know what I mean? Like in like a big broad uh, comedy. Like, yeah, I see that. Yeah, 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 man. So that's that. It's an interesting question because it comes up a lot when I whenever we do a read through for one of my productions. It's my favorite part of the process. Is I've been spending just dozens of hours working on a script and polishing it and going through drafts to then finally print it and give it out we gather the cast in a circle and they get to experience it all together seeing who survives and who doesn't if it's that kind of play i don't always write that kind of stuff because i don't want to be a a parody of myself i don't want to be too repetitive but whenever we do indulge like slightly darker material it's such a treat to see what their response is and that definitely fuels me it fuels my creativity um, it's a bit of fun as well, isn't it? You it's know. so much. What a, what a privilege that I get to do that, right? That I get I get paid to write stories and plays and have young aspiring actors make it their own. It's such a cool thing to see come alive. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it, to answer your question is I don't don't enjoy it per se, but what I enjoy is the surprise, is surprising my actors. That's definitely it. Um, I think, by the way, it's really cool that we just briefly mentioned how what you would do if you were an actor. That's so cool to me. <laughs> if in an alternate universe, you know, where the where you're me and I'm you, <laughs> uh, I am uh, a villainous, comedic, uh, famous actor. Yeah. What's what's your character's name? Um... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. John Jonas. Burles Maximus. Jonas Burles Maximus. Yeah, that's my stage name. <laughs> oh wait, no. So, okay. <laughs> so this is your when you're like on the poster when they're announcing the actor. Your acting name is Jonas Burles Maximus. Yes, 
two X's. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Maximus. Oh, do you yeah. have to say it like that? No, nah, that's optional. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I was asking what your character would be called, not what your stage name uh, would be. I don't know. Well, the character would just, you know, you'd have to write that for me. Okay. Oh, I see. So you're not, you're not the how guy. No, just, you just no, get given no. the words and you go with it. Yeah. It's quite this Jonas uh, Maximus Ber- Berlius or whatever you call yourself. Uh, he sounds Jonas Maximus Berlius. Okay. But no, I can't even remember what I said. Now. You don't even know your own name. <laughs> yeah. But he sounds it's, like it's he sounds un- like a bit of a it's diva. It's unimportant. It's <laughs> unimportant names. They're such a. They just tie me down. To <laughs> well, I like to be free and just you know go with the flow. Um, if I want to, if I want to be gold that turns solid. Maybe I want to be gold that goes into liquid. Or, <laughs> you, you know, occasionally I like to be platinum. Platinum on a ring up someone's bum. You know, I don't, whatever that's. I don't think you can say platinum, but also... Um, <laughs> also, this guy, this guy, Jonas, sounds like a bit of a diva. Obviously. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Yeah. Is there um, no other way? <laughs> no, clearly. No, there's not. I just think that's fascinating. Just that... Did you enjoy drama at school? Um... Do you know what? Sometimes I did actually. I I think the last time I did it would have been would have been year nine because I didn't even take it on for GCSE. Right. But you know when you had to do it like it was like, a, like one hour a week or whatever it was compulsory. That's, That's what it. we did at our school anyway. I went to a different school to you, and uh, Hemu, and um, I remember doing it with my. It was always good when you got to do it in groups with your your mates. Yeah. Who you had like similar sort of banter with if that makes sense so you could and if you got a bit of free reign to do certain scenes uh then naturally we would go with what our interests were so i remember being like a playing i think we all got given the same scene but you had to act it out how you interpreted it and we interpreted it as a lot of gangsters so i got to play like a henchman oh my god if i had a if i had a time (laughs) machine i would go back and watch this this scene i would i would love that yeah, so me and my mate, we were like the big sort of guys you were the in muscle. our group. We were the must. We were we were big as we, you know, and uh, we we played the henchman, but we got some words. So I got to we got to just make it a bit funny, but like be henchman and then pretend to knock my friend around and push him off a chair. And yeah, it was a bit of a laugh. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I kind of remember having some luck, but at the same time, there was some right old guff um, that was a bit uninteresting. And I suppose you know, in a, in another universe, there would have been. I wonder if it'd been like had I pursued, gone down that route, or gone a bit more creative. I don't know. I can sometimes have a creative side to me. And well, you do. I you don't... have. I think a lot of people will be surprised, particularly people that that know the two of us, is that actually you, Burley, are quite a creative human. Actually, especially with like sketching and stuff. I know that you've done a first draft of the Burley and Atit logo, which is uh, which is amazing. But that and you surprised me with that completely. There's that's something I've also really enjoyed out of this podcast so far is I've learnt stuff about you, <laughs> even the pee bag. But like I've learnt I've learnt <laughs> stuff about you that I didn't know before, and that's come just through this. That's happened just through this process. Well, you got to remember when I was at uh, college and I did a design. I was training to become a designer. Oh God, yes, of and... course, yes yeah yeah so i was doing the whole artsy design stuff and then i bailed on that um can i ask do you mind if i it's okay if you don't answer this but why 
No, do you know what? Number of reasons, lots of reasons. At the time, back in 2000, going back to 2007 again, uh, it was when the recession hit and uh, it was a bit of a dark. Like, I remember thinking, oh, this is a bit bad and thinking maybe I should start getting onto the workplace ladder now rather than go to university. Plus, when I was applying for university, all of my college so when I was at college, I was working two jobs. So I'd go to college four and a half days a week. I'd work weekends. I'd work nights to earn money to I, pay to college. To I remember pay to this. Learn. I remember your crazy yeah. like college and working life at that point. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I, there was a period. So that's why when I went out, I went out hard because I was like working a lot because um, everyone in my college course was getting given money by the government because they'd like, you know, I can't remember what it was now. Like, if your parents earned less than a certain amount, you got given money to go to college. That's right. Yeah, I didn't get that. So, because, <laughs> but then my parents aren't necessarily going to go like, here's loads of money. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you go to college, so we're going to give you like. But that, obviously, they helped and stuff. But I was like, oh, I've got better go out and learn. So I quite liked working, and I liked earning money. So as a result, I earned about ten times more than anyone on my course. So everyone, anyone went out for beers, they're like, I can only have one. I'd be like, I'll have ten because <laughs> I. <laughs> I get paid. The that's big that's why you have to pee so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And that's why also. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then yeah. So when we we're going to college, they were like, oh yeah, look, I get a free laptop. I qualify for this laptop. I qualify for this. I qualify for that. And I was like, and I get absolute sweet f all again. And I thought, why am I going? So if I go to uni, then I have to get a job as well to fund going to uni. And I thought, if I want to go to uni, you kind of want to spend. When you're doing a creative course, you have to put a lot of time in. Um, I felt because you get a lot of coursework typically with like yeah. things like that and I thought well I'm going to have to go work in a bar go to you do all these things and go out it's going to be too much and um, yeah I just didn't think it was fair that certain people that were going to uni they were like oh yeah I'm getting this much money and I'd literally get a third of what they were getting and they were getting all the materials like, oh, I'll get free paper free p- computers free this extra time and I'm like, I'm not getting any of that. I'm having to work, keep working. I thought, I might as well just work. <laughs> yeah, man, so I, I hear just, you. That's, I, thought, yeah. I thought, what's the point going to uni? And plus everyone that goes to uni comes out and does something completely different to the course they were doing anyway. And then they come out of all this debt. So I just started working, like, odd jobs and stuff. And then um, I remember when I was working at Warner Brothers um, for the, for the, in, um, over at Leaston, I worked over there for a few years. All the people I was working with all went to uni. And we're all on the same salary. But they were having to pay a hundred or pound a month off additional tax to pay back their student loans. But I didn't. So technically I was earning more money than all the people that went to university. Which is bonkers when you job. when you frame it like that, that does seem so crazy, doesn't it? That's yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So as I so it just wasn't worth it. And and I think that and I think university court, like if you're going down that route, you're obviously you said that some of your students are at uni. Hopefully they're all, they've all picked the right courses and they're doing exactly what is going to form the rest of their career. There's loads of people I know that went to uni and they're doing nothing with the degrees that they had. Mm. Yeah. That's you know what I mean. That happens a lot with the people that actually ended up graduating my course. A lot of those people that did, I didn't, I, I left after two years, but what the people that did, I, there aren't a huge number of them that are still using that qualification. I just it's it's a very odd time of your life where I don't think you always know what you want to do. Mm. do like like I feel like it should be done a bit later I don't know like it's a weird one I think if I was to go back in time I don't know what I would do even now to a point but 
yeah, you've got to be, you, it's, it's such an expensive endeavor. And, and I think a lot of schools push the whole, you've got to go to sixth form and then you go to uni. It's the natural course of things. Yeah, it's not. Like there's no other alternative. You know, what about work? Well, no, you've, yeah. you're, you're doing your A-levels. You've got to use them. Yeah. Well, so when I finished my GCSEs, I, I went on, I did one year of AS. And I felt like that's just because that was the only option available to me because the school push it. And I did, I started it. And within a few months, I was like, not really enjoying it. And I decided, I think about after three months, I had applied to go to college and I got in to the college. They'd gone, oh yeah, in September, you can come and join us. It's not perfectly fine. I was like, cool. Um, I've still got another like four or five months left of A-levels, which is now dangerous because I've been told no matter what the outcome on my A-levels are, I'm still getting into college. So I did nothing. (laughs) I got I got the best grade i got was an e <laughs> hey man the my, worst grade my... i got was a U. I got an ungraded oh, on one no. of them i my... remember going into the, i went into the exam it was a psychology i did psychology went into the exam and me and my mate he was sat opposite me and we sat down we read the paper i read the first question and i me and my friend we looked i remember it so clearly we looked at each other and we both mimed Fuck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the fear in our eyes we were like I can't answer that. Went to the next question and I literally wrote about 50 words on this entire paper. I oh, could not do it. No. It was the most shameful thing ever. And within, I just closed the paper up after a while and they said, and they wouldn't even let you leave. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you I'm, can't I'm can you, till you, until you've exhausted your allotted time. Yeah. 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 So at the second, the, re- the exam, it was ready. I think there was a point where people could leave and then there was an extra half an hour for people that wanted to do it. At that point, like people were still scribbling. Me and my friend got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> and we were out. I remember being outside going, oh, I went, yeah, I'm I'm literally getting nothing on that. <laughs> I didn't even go back. I didn't even go back to school to pick up my results because I just was like, I just waited <laughs> for the email because I was like, not even worth it. Not even <laughs> What's worth that, dude, it. My, so my A-level grade spell ace, <laughs> which I'm very proud That's of. Right. I'm very That's proud of right. that. The, I got an A for drama. Uh, I got 100%, which I'm I've always been very proud of. Uh, I got a C for English, which is uh, you know it's okay, it's a pass, that's okay. And that's, I got, that's okay. That's I okay. got an E for history. I mean, what was I oh, doing? Uh, but hey, I, get, I spread I spread myself too thin with my A levels. I did too many courses that were just too heavy, and I was too lazy. Do you think that's why you ended up feeling the way you did about it? Because you spread yourself uh, too thin. Yeah, yeah. Well, with A levels, yeah, because they make the, when I went, they insisted that you did four courses, whereas most of places you have to do three, don't you? So you obviously did three. That's right. But Hemel were like, no, you got to do four. So I was like, I did, I did graphic design, I did art, I did sociology, and I did psychology. Wow. None of those comp. I know. So That's art intense. and graphic design was all coursework. So you had to when you weren't doing in the classrooms, you had loads of coursework to do, like you had to project folders, you had to do portfolios, you had to work on loads of stuff. That subject is and almost enough for you to have like on its own, there's so much work. Well that, essentially that's what I did. I went to to, 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 to college to do those two things primarily. Um, and that was full time. Uh, and then the psychology and sociology were just mental. They were just like like loads of essays to have to read, loads of like information to consume. And I never did any of the reading <laughs> and I just botched all the essays and kind of like, even, and even in the, the classroom when we did stuff, the guy next to me would, would copy me. The guy that copied me through AS got a better grade than me in the exam. What? Yeah. Cause afterwards the guy was like, what'd you get? And I went, Oh, I got uh, an E in sociology. And he's like, well, I got a C and I copied you for the whole year. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 
It's crazy, dude. I couldn't believe it. I just, I just didn't do very well. I think it's because I lost all of the my interest towards the end. Just totally lost my lost interest. I th- yeah, I think sometimes it comes with immaturity at that age. Really, is that you don't really. I think if I knew, like at the minute, if like I say, I work full time, not at the minute, full time dad, and I'm doing uh, a diploma at the minute as well in my spare time. That's right. So. I'm doing, but I know on my first module, I got top marks on it. Nice, <laughs> that, but okay. So that this is really interesting then, because you know when you compare to then where the workload was similar, right? Right now in life, it's you could argue that your your quote unquote life workload is much higher. You're working full time, you've got a family, and now you're doing a diploma, and yet you're getting the grades. That I think speaks to this idea that you're it's because of your fire, right? Is you really want this, so therefore you're able to go all in and, and put the time in do you think that like for you is it because this subject genuinely excites you i wouldn't use the word exciting all okay. right facility facilities management isn't exactly exciting sure sure <laughs> i've kind of i've kind of fallen into it um but it it can be exciting it depends on the environment i've obviously it, and that, that's what i've always been really fussy about the environment that i do it in so I've obviously i've done facilities management for uh, film studios so I've walked around film sets and I've managed workshops where they're building props for films and uh, managed sets with like uh, um, stages where sets are being built it's making sure Tom's Tom Cruise's TV doesn't wobble so you know? cool that's so cool <laughs> you know I've done that and now I do it for cinemas so I do it for like a luxury brand of cinemas um, around the country so I'm sort of in an environment that's quite interesting, but would I want to do it necessarily for um, in an office environment that the core, where the core business isn't that exciting? It's you know it's right. well, like load, a load of bankers. Like would I yeah, want to do yeah, it? Yeah. Where there's in a, um, no, nah, not really, because um, it'd be doing the same thing. But I'd be probably doing the same thing. But the environment is just not as exciting. Yeah. So if so, I said, "Oh, I work in in a, in, a, in an office building doing this," it's not as ex- it's just, I'm doing the same thing, but different. If that makes sense. No, so, it does. It's a, your interest is almost a product of your environment that you're in. Yeah, well. but there, there are some offices as well that have really like a lot of modern offices are very sort of um, funky fresh. If that makes sense, like you got your Google style offices and things like that, which are interesting environments. So you could do it what i do doing there is, is is it would be more interesting than just say your standard bog standard cubicles where it would just be boring as hell i'd probably want to jump out of a window <laughs> so, if i had to uh, do anything with uh with any of the light in there or something but yeah so it, it depends so I, i'm doing this now as a bit of a string to the bow type thing just to bolster what i'm doing and because i do it already the context comes very easily nice that's a great. Uh, you've got a great in there because you're already actively doing the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just doing the, the 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 qualification to support what I'm doing. Everything I know, I've learned on the job. I have no qualifications in it. That's you very could, telling. It just goes so you could just learn on the go. I don't. Yeah, that's very and that's telling. That's why I have very uh, specific, I suppose, um, insights into university. That's why I'm always sort of quite critiquing of um, university. Like out of all of our friends that we know, how many of us have how many people do you know that have you know like that you know that are successful or doing well in life have got degrees? Uh so I, I have a few friends that have done well in life but I don't and they have degrees, but I don't know if necessarily their success is related to the degree. 
yeah, I suppose, yeah, it's probably a bit of a broad statement, but there's, there's loads of people I know that have done degrees and still live at home with their parents. And there's people I know that didn't go and own their own houses. Sure. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? it's, it doesn't, yeah. I don't think it defines your success in a way yeah. that I think it did maybe even 20 years ago. Where like, so, so few people went to university, didn't it? And now it's like a very Everyone common goes. thing. Yeah. Everyone goes. And it, does, it doesn't, the value isn't the same. It's just a piece of paper that says that you can go to a school for three extra years, um, watch Jeremy Kyle and dress up as a Smurf. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could do that and work at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's, and that's what I did. I used to go, go to work and then get smashed up, get in, do two hours work, um, sleep, and then go back to work again. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do that now. It takes me like five days to recover, but did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know what we were talking about. We've just gone off on one. <laughs> that's Hey, man, that's what this is all about. So uh, our final question comes from another, actually another former student of mine, um, uh, Beth Johnson. Should I, be, should I be concerned about these... Uh, former students that are just no. following you around <laughs> no because they're all adults so it's fine um, i suppose you forget that they all grow up yeah man these guys oh, that are... sounds creepy doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. talking to me about being they, concerned they all grow they all up, grow up. <laughs> mm. um yeah it's like it's that classic question of like how how old did hermione have to be before it was acceptable to fancy her well the thing is though is that she's the same age as the actress is the same age as you isn't she think she's 30 yeah so i remember yeah they're like slightly younger than i remember all the actors being like a year or two below yeah i think when you're I, right yeah yeah when i worked at the warner brothers they still had all the cabins set up in the studios that all the harry potter actor kids went to school in oh cool and that was that was my office for a while i lived i i was in, in one of the um actress actors t- and it, teaching cabins while they were building some of the offices <laughs> That's so random. random. That was one of your offices. Random, yeah. random fact there. Random burly Nothing fact. Special. So um, yeah. So uh, uh, Beth Johnson from JTPA. She was a former student of mine, and just an awesome, hilarious human being. I'm so I, I'm very lucky, Burley, that I get I've maintained a friendship and a contact with a lot of these now adults. You know, because that was the 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 great joy of doing that is I got to build those friendships with them that have endured, which is just so cool. And she asked They me, all suit your maturity level as well. Oh, big time. Yeah, absolutely. It's why, <laughs> it's why it worked. Um, she yeah. asked what my favorite memory uh, from JTPA was over the years. So for anyone that doesn't know, I ran my own drama academy for five years here in Hemel Hempstead and also in London. It was something I started at the ripe old age of 23. I was so so longing to be able to do my own thing and be my own boss that I decided to just go for it. And, and make it happen and it did and it, it was amazing and i ended it on my terms it wrapped up um after five years with a really big show i proposed to my now fiance at the end of that show so it, i have a lot of fondness that, and that, that's my favorite memory of jtpa oh cool yeah because of course you were there man um i i, I nearly didn't go to that one as well <laughs> oh no way well because that was the night i asked you jason and johnny to be my three best men yeah. Well. was it that night it was that night was it after it was it was after yeah yeah i remember that because um it was a drew was playing up that night and drew Gemma was like oh you just go without me she's been a because she was only little and i was like i i went on my own and sat next to a very old man 
did I ever tell you about the the man I sat I sat there's a very old man who was a grandparent of one of the students who was okay. like he's so lovely this JT is so good at what he does Do, and I sort of mentioned oh yeah he's my friend and he went oh can you pass a message on to say he's such a great guy he really keeps and it's someone's name like really engaged or something she speak he or she speaks very highly of him that's yeah did I, did I ever pass that on to you? Wow, that's amazing. No, you, no, you didn't. So he's yeah. furious. Well, I but... am now. I am now. <laughs> yeah, Two years later. That's really nice, dude. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was sat there and he was doing all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I normally didn't make that show. So, And I went to quite a few of yours, actually. I you went saw... to one that you did. Even the little ones, the little improv ones you did at Cavendish School. I remember yeah. going to one of them ones where there was like eight people in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, cool. Yeah, of course. You would have been, uh, you'd have seen so many of those. So that final show is is an obvious highlight. Um, because of just what it meant, the fact it was my, you know, uh, my now, Hurrah. now, yeah, it was the last thing, but also like it's my now future wife, you know, coming from that show. So, um, but in terms of specific memories from the, uh, actually running the thing, I have probably two. Um, one was, and I've kind of alluded it to it already. Alluded it, 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 it. <laughs> a malfunction. Alluded it, it. Alluded. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, where I, we were talking about how when I write a script that the greatest treat for me is seeing the reaction from the students. That's the best part. And when we did the read-through for that show we were just talking about, uh, the last show, uh, Downfall the Cage, when we were doing the read-through for that, it was the first time in my academy's history where my Hemel students and my London students were going to appear in the same show together. And in the January of the final year in 2017, we did a read-through where I bought all of the London students to the Boxmore Playhouse in Hemel and my Hemel and London actors sat around we just got like 10 tables out created a massive circle and we all sat together and read through this 70 page epic two-act play that I written for them they at the time didn't know it was going to be their last show either they just thought it was the next thing we were doing um and that seeing their reactions to each other and hearing them act hearing almost like two generations of my students act together for the first time was something that uh just filled my heart it was such a um a privilege and a treat to see that so definitely that um and the other one would have been <clears throat> when we went to new york are you got to um, start crying now like, <laughs> no 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 it does, like, oh. it does sound like the emotions hitting in no no that was just a frog in the throat um the uh, yeah the other okay. one okay was... frog frog in the throat people yeah uh, red alert uh, no if <laughs> if I was gonna get emotional about JTPA it'd be like oh, I miss it so <laughs> um, so no the other one was uh, in <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, the, yeah the other one was in New York when we I took fourteen of my students out there uh, we went on a five day trip to the states we went to the New York Film Academy we saw the Color Purple on Broadway it was just uh, an amazing five days. And we had a meal all together in this lovely restaurant on the ground floor of our hotel where we sat around a big square table all together. And it was just, and again, these students were made up of my Hemel and London crews, some of whom I taught for nearly 10 years, who've kind of grown up with me. And we sat together and, you know, I gave a toast to them all. And it was just this, it's burned in my memory because it was just a a, a great, almost like the beginning of the end for the Academy and a great, a great moment in that story. So yeah, that was that. pretty. Yeah, I, mean, I was in uh, I was in New York the same time as you when you were doing that. You were, <laughs> do you, you remember? Were indeed, yeah. Did you, you flew out like five hours before me or something. That's right, like <laughs> literally the flight before. Like yeah, you were on the flight before. Yeah, yeah. It was that's weird because right. you, you, it wasn't meant to be that way. And I thought, are we going to end up on the same flight? 
and it was literally like three hours three four hours apart or something i would have burst i, I like, think with happiness if i'd seen you like down the other end of the oh, plane. part of me really wanted to just so i could just be like like creeping following you around but uh <laughs> follow me to another country yeah be like oh you're gonna take you we're going to new york i thought i'd just tag along helper helper hello, <laughs> hello i'm here to help uh no but i got to have a grown-up time so um <laughs> i was in new york with, with a grown-up so i got to have <laughs> drinks and i took uh i think we, we met kit for a beer when that's we right yeah I, I think yeah. i might have been running one of the workshops um at yeah, the film yeah, academy and then yeah cool but uh yeah that would be a good yeah that's pre- that was a pretty cool thing to do though that was you know up there i suppose in one of those life experiences yeah i, I kind of did it backwards in a way i didn't you know start my own thing after having like a 20 year teaching career in schools and then got to age 40 and go i'm gonna start a business i just i took a punt and tried at 23 and it was it's always been a dream of mine and i did it so it's something i've i've got in my back pocket to say that i did that that was a, one of those things yeah if you're gonna do it do something like that it's, it's easy when you've got low um low risk exposed like when you yeah. haven't got dependence and um oh dude gym. come on man i was i was, tw- <laughs> I was 23 i was at the time single I'd been made redundant from HMV because they, it was the first time they collapsed. <laughs> they still exist, by the way, but that was the first time no, they come, the, the store shut down. Um, I just had an idea. It was it always been a dream, and I wanted to pursue that dream. So, but it was very easy for me to do that then because of what you said. Like I didn't have the dependence. I was, you know, li- living at home, and yeah. I had the, a small amount of savings to throw into it. So, um, yeah, this dude, this has been really fun. This episode, this has been really interesting to go it back got and a bit forth. Deep. It's got a bit too deep though, hasn't it? It's just I know. too serious. Quick, uh, uh, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie poos a lot. <laughs> um, so um, I'm going to surprise you now with a-, a segment announcement for next week Yeah. for episode four. We haven't discussed this, by the way. We're going to yep. bring back Open Book, the segment we've just done. Thank you to everyone, by the way, who sent the questions in. But next week, we're going to do a Q&A where you and I prepare the questions for each other. <laughs> All the things we want to know about each other, we're gonna we're gonna reveal them live on air. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing that could go wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to Burley. Your bears. And a teat. Teat. This has been the third episode in our spin-off podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Drivel Bucket. We're also on Facebook at some drivel and on instagram at some drivel as well the podcast goes up on all good podcast services spotify itunes i don't know if google still has it that's an ongoing i have no clue he might release it on a monday like he did this week so you know the yeah. fridays are sort of like a uh a loosey-goosey yeah why loosey-goosey. don't why don't i put in i'll redo this so i go um it the podcast releases every beep <laughs> every <meh>. every maybe <laughs> um, sometimes uh burley thank you so much yeah, no this, yeah you're welcome you're welcome for all this fun that we have together do you want to do my uh signature goodbye i need your signature sign off please i bid you all a good day <laughs> yeah Bye. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting that bit out. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs>